such a way that when I was seeking after the Lord, I found him in the book of James. I love the book of John. I love other books through the scriptures. They're all good, but sometimes there are things that are said in different books that really can wake us up and help us to see where we're at. And so here this morning, uh, let's turn to uh, James chapter 4. James chapter 4, and those of you who are able, uh, if you would stand with us as we uh, take our text here this morning. From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your lust that war in your members? Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lust. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever, uh, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do ye think that the scripture say, saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? Uh, but he giveth more grace. Wherefore, he said, God resisteth the proud and giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. 
Draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank You for the words. Lord, these words that You have given under the unction of the Holy Ghost that were written for our good and for our learning and for our growing, Lord. These words that are like a mirror to us, O oh God, that we can look and see what manner of man we are. I pray, Lord, that you would come by here this morning and anoint these feeble lips of clay. Speak through us here this morning to encourage us, to strengthen us, to put us on guard, that, Lord, we might, might draw nigh unto you and that our hands and our minds and our hearts can be pure and clean as the way that you have called us to be. Come by, help us this morning, we pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Thank the Lord. So, uh, before I actually get um, into the message, I want to go back to James chapter 1. In verse 1, and remind you who this book is written to. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into divers' temptations. So James was writing to the uh, servants of the Lord and also to the 12 tribes. And so these are words that are important. These are words that really are so very uh, relevant to us today. From whence come wars and fightings among you? You cannot seem to turn anywhere in our society today where there is not some kind of war or battle or fighting that is going among people. Amen. And so it, it's, uh, it says these wars and fightings among you. And then he tells us the source of them. They uh, come not hence even of your lust that war in your members. You know why we fight? It's because of our Lust. Oh, now, Brother Jeff, I don't lust. Well, you have to understand, lust is not always a sexual desire. Lust, uh, as a matter of fact, right here in this particular, that first one in verse um, 1 of chapter 4, it's uh, uh, recorded five times in our New Testaments. Three times it is translated as pleasure. Pleasure. Uh, gratification can be sensual pleasure. And so here, these lusts are talking about our enjoyment and our delight and our pleasures. Uh, it can also be our uh, pleasant lust. Wow. You know, there are people who hide their lust in their minds. When they look at somebody, they lust. When they look at pictures or things in the news or hopefully they're not watching television and stuff like that, they lust. Huh? Come on. Our eyes, they cause us to lust. But it's not just that sensual type, but it's of our pleasures. Oh, if I had that. How much fun that would be. Oh, I need that. Huh? Have you ever gotten to the place where you justified your purchase because you need it? Huh? Huh? Half my tools in there. I may not use them, but once every so often. But oh, when I got them, I'm glad I got them. Huh? But these fightings and wars that are coming among us. We know what wars are. They're battles and all. But here in that word fighting, uh, it's talking a battle, a fight, 
It can be a sea battle, Brother Ron. Uh, it can mean to be engaged in a battle or to be in battle with one-on-one -on -one upon a person. It can also mean a quarrel. It can also mean strifes and wrangling. A contest for a prize. Be careful that things in your life don't become a contest. And we're trying to win a contest of wills between one or another. Or that we're trying to outmaneuver somebody else. That's the part about war is there's always intrigue and planning. If I do this and if I don't do this, huh? I remember years ago, uh, right? I hadn't been married for very long. And uh, one of the people that we kind of grew up with and and had married Teresa's first cousin, I asked him, I said, so do you have to do dishes at the house? <laughs> he said, no, I figured that out. I said, what'd you do? He said, when I wash the dishes, I'd always leave them a little dirty. And my wife got to where she just said, I ain't trusting you with this no more. I said, I think I'll try that. And then hawk ears, piped up, Miss Hawkeyers right back there. She said, I heard that. Huh? Trying to work around something. Sometimes our battles and our strifes are not really big things that you would think, but they are things. They are contests. They're trying to get an advantage for yourself and put a little load on somebody else, huh? You know, uh, and so there's a lot of these struggles that go on all the time. And unfortunately, they go on in our church. This is the reason why our Congress and our government is not working is because people are warring, striving among themselves. That's why nation and nation cannot get along one with another. Hey, man, we call ourselves a Christian nation. But we don't act like Christians. <clears throat> and so he says, ye lust and ye have not. Now, believe it or not, uh, that first lust in uh, verse 1 is different than the uh, word lust in chapter 2, in um, verse 2. And that one means to set one's heart upon a thing. I'm going to have that. I'm going to be a president of the company. I'm going to get that position in Congress. I'm going to be that person in church. Come on. And they set their heart on that thing and they will interfere and cause trouble till they get it. Come on. Always pointing to themselves. I, I'm the best one for that job. I can handle that job. Come on now. Y'all with me or not? I'm talking about these scriptures. Whence come ye wars and fightings among you? He's not talking at all to the world. He's talking to the church. He's talking to the 12 tribes of those that have gotten saved. Amen. Why do ye fight? And this is really a, almost a prophetic thing because uh, they say that this book of James was written in somewhere around A.D. 60 to 63. Huh? Do you know what happened in A.D. 70 to the city of Jerusalem? Do you know who defeated the Jews at, at Jerusalem in A.D. 70? Oh yeah, Titus. No, the Jews defeated themselves. They broke up into different groups. They couldn't get along with one another. Sound familiar? Amen. Then they began to fight one another to get their way, even to killing other people. Amen. Uh, I heard, uh, I was listening to a book. It was called The Sword of David. And it, it's just an entertainment type book. But the man got it so wrong in some ways. Talking about fighting uh, at A.D. 70. The Jews killed most of themselves. Huh? Because they were fighting. Whose team are you on? 
What team are you on? I'm on the Lord's side. Amen. How about you? I'm for the Lord. Amen. How about you? We need to make sure we are on the Lord's side. Amen. And uh, But he goes on, ye lust. You are desiring, you're coveting these different things and you don't have. Have you ever noticed the more you want something, the farther it gets away from you? Yes. Huh? And so here he's saying we lust and we have not. We kill and desire to have. Now when he's talking in some of this, he's not necessarily talking about killing other people, but it's been known within church. That people killed other people to get their positions. Thank the Lord I haven't heard of any of it in a long time. But there's been times it has. And uh, say so you fight, you kill, and desire to have and cannot obtain it. You fight and war, yet you have not. Why? Because you ask not. What? You mean if I ask? Yeah, a lot of times you'll be surprised the answer you get if you would just ask. Huh? And, uh, and I'm going to tell you something. That is a mind block among many Christians in the world today and uh, among our people sometimes. If you would just ask, you would be so surprised to how God will move in our behalf when we just ask. Ask the Lord. Amen, Lord. What do I do in this situation? Amen. How do I go? How do I proceed in this? Ask. Uh, ask of a person to get advice. One of the worst things, uh, they say one of the worst traits that men have is that we don't want to ask for directions. Huh? And, uh, you know, we drive down the road and... Honey, are you lost? No, I'm not lost. I'm not lost. Honey, we passed this, this store twice. You know where you're going? I don't know where I'm going. Huh? Honey, why don't we stop and ask somebody? No, I'm not. I know where I'm going. Honey, this is the fifth time we passed that store. Huh? You know where you're we're going? Well, let's ask them. Come on. A lot of times we just need to ask. Ask. Do you know where such and such place is? Oh yeah, it's next door. Huh? We ye ask and receive not because you ask amiss. I can't remember if Brother Robert preached on this one time or if he was teaching a men's lesson, but it was very good. You asked amiss. We need to be more specific with our prayers. Amen. Huh? Oh, Lord, help my children. Yeah, Lord, I want you to help them. Why don't you be more specific? Lord, save their souls. Draw them unto Christ. Lord, if you have to, make the bed a little hard. Amen. Uh, cause them to have a desire. Lord, be specific in our prayers. Huh? I hope you're not into athletics and following teams and all that. Praying for teams? No. No. Okay? And I can tell you something. When I used to play on basketball teams, prayer didn't help a whole lot with that either. Lord, let us win over them. Huh? Yeah. And he goes on in verse 4, and he says, Ye adulterers and adulteresses. What? He's calling us adulterers. I have not got, stepped out on my wife, and my wife has not stepped out on me. Why are they calling? He's calling the, uh, the church people that because they are worldly. They're looking to worldly situations to get what they can. They're using worldly tactics to, to come about and to make things happen for themselves to get what they want. Uh, oh, Lord have mercy. I, I had a minister that I was helping years, years ago and, uh, and it just came out in a conversation about all the money he was getting back. And uh, 
Then we got to asking him about a few things, come to find out he was cheating on his tax forms. I don't believe in cheating on tax forms. Well, that's right, Brother Jeff. I don't take any discounts or anything. Now, wait a minute. I didn't say none of that. I don't believe, I believe we should take every legal tax uh, credit that we're able to to discount our um, bill all the way down. I believe in that. Amen. For us to pay the least amount that we should have to pay. Okay? Don't be cheating on your tax things. That kind of stuff will come back around to you. That's why he was calling them adulterers and adulteresses. Campaigning, huh? You ever campaign to get people to like you? Huh? Now, there's one thing about going around, and, and, and I've had this, I'm a pastor. Sometimes you get people go around, you know, and all that, and you have some people come up to you, did you know I've been called to preach? Well, that's good. I'm glad for you. I'll pray for you. Huh? Did you know that blah, 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 blah? What are they doing? They're campaigning. They're gaming. Okay? And so, we have to be careful. Careful. And to make sure we pray specifically. And can I tell you something? Jesus prayed in the garden. Not my will but thine be done. Oh, what is God's will? How do we find God's will? Well, there are times the Lord may speak to us. You know, you need to do such and such. I believe in that. But otherwise, you can find God's will here. He has given us examples. He has given us circumstances. Uh, ways and things that we know about. Well, Brother Jeff, there's no TV in, in the Bible. No, there's not. But the Scripture does say for us to set no wicked thing before our eyes. Amen. Come on. And, uh, you know, there's nothing about smoking in the Bible. Do you know that? doesn't say you cannot have a Marlboro or say... I don't even remember all the other brands, camels or whatever. Nothing, nothing about all that in there. But I can tell you what, there were two sons that went in there and they were burning uh, the wrong type of incense before the Lord and the Lord struck them down dead. Okay. And then look at Sodom and Gomorrah. They were smoking. I, I have to put this in, you know. There used to be a, a sign going over toward, um, I can't remember the little town's name, but on there, it said, uh, it had a cross on there, and it said, smoking or non-smoking? And it had the uh, flames of hell going up on there. It said, it's your choice. Uh -huh. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Do you think that the Scripture saith in vain? That's the way James is. He's just so plain. He's right there. Do you think the scripture said in vain, wasting paper and ink? The uh, spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy, Amen. to ill will. Folks, we're going to have to have a genuine experience with God right. if we're going to make it. I know, I know, I'm looking at several people that are, are uh, seem uh, stable and founded, and I don't understand, but this is what God gave me this morning, amen, is that we need to take a look here. What is our spirit in us lusting toward? Is it that we're looking for an opportunity to leave? Are we looking for an opportunity to do something wrong? Amen. What is going on within us? Amen. What are we saying? How are we acting? We're warring within ourselves. We're fighting. I, I haven't taught on it in a long time, but I really do believe that salvation is more when we say 
I want to be saved. It's more than just that. We need the salvation of our flesh and of our spirit and of our soul. And there are times that people have enough control over their flesh to make people think that their spirit and their soul is right. But only you know about that and you're going to have to pray it through. Well, sometimes the reason we don't get what we're wanting and praying for and praying in the right direction is because there's problem in our hearts. Amen. And that people would if they could. But thank the Lord for that restraining hand that keep people back. There's a couple illustrations that I got from Biblical Illustrator. It said, uh, Lord uh, Palmerston, in a short letter to Mr. Cobden, said, Man is a fighting and quarreling animal. That's right. Huh? Have you ever noticed? It's not just the adults. Mm -hmm. It's the youngins. Amen. They're fighting. They're quarreling. Amen. Give me that toy. I want that. That's my toy. Don't you take my toy. Huh? That's my pencil. Huh? All these little things, you know. I don't want you sitting next to me. Quarrelsome. It's war and fighting. It's because those children are explaining these scriptures to us. And man is a fighting and a quarrelsome animal. Uh, Mr. Vider... I should have gotten another one. But anyway, he said, Peace among men is the consequence of peace in men. If we don't have peace in us, we are apt to cause trouble in others. Huh? But I didn't say anything. Huh? It was the way you said it. It was the look on your... Husbands, any of your wives said something to you like that? Huh? And then there are times I, th I wish I could put a mirror up. <laughs> it's like, ah, you know, come on. It's not always what we say, it's how we say it. And it's the mannerism that we uh, have on our faces sometimes. And so if we're going to have peace, we got to have genuine peace within us. Oh, can I tell you, uh, I, I'm sorry, I, I hate to have to admit things like this, you know, but I've had some really rough times the last couple of years with strife, huh? Disappointment in others. And uh, it brings up things in you that we have to fight. And I thank the Lord I'm gaining on it, but I'm not back to where I was before. Uh, there were, have been times that the Lord's helped me that if somebody come and slap my face, I could just stand there and turn the other cheek. Uh -huh. huh? But a couple months ago, I wasn't so sure if I could do that. Uh -huh. Hello? Uh -huh. And so, we've got to get that peace mm -hmm. in us. We've got to be able to let what we've got get it out of us. Huh? And so, James gives the answer. I'm so glad he doesn't bring things up and then just drop us. He, uh, he says, but he giveth more grace. Grace. I want to tell you something. Grace is not some uh, jelly-like um, easy, deasy, you know, squeezy type stuff that just kind of goes this way. Grace is strong. Amen. Grace is the backbone in the man who whenever he is either insulted or exalted can stand there in the right spirit. Amen? Amen. Grace. And so it says that He giveth us more grace. Amen? Grace resisteth the proud. Now so many times our thoughts of our own selves are, are way off. 
We think we're somebody when we aren't anybody. Huh? But by the grace of God, we can be a child of God. God resisteth the proud. Maybe that's the reason. Huh? We haven't heard from Him like we want to. And then He says, But He giveth grace unto the humble. I haven't been accused of this lately. I guess that shows where I've been fighting. But people used to come up, and some people right here have come up to me and say, you just let everybody run over you. Huh? Come on. Well, I don't let, just, I, I don't let people run over me. I'm talking about being humble. It looks to other people like you're being run over. When a waitress rebukes you or a teller at a store gives you a hard time and they really talk kind of bad to you and you don't really say nothing, you're just nice and quiet. <laughs> or when they bring you a steak and it ain't cooked right. <laughs> Huh? How are you going to act? We need that grace to be humble, to realize that God's got a purpose in everything. And, and so the only way to be humble is to learn how to submit. Huh? Who in here likes to be a servant? Who in here likes to have somebody say, now go do this and go do that. And when you come back and say, I got it done, they say, go do this. Uh, I'm sorry. It gets on my nerves. <laughs> huh? But God wants us to be humble. Yeah. He wants us to be willing to submit ourselves mm, one to another. First to God, and then one to another. I am the pastor. But you're the sheep. And there are times it's okay for you to say, Pastor, I was wondering about this. Huh? I can tell you that goes a lot farther than coming to me and saying, you ain't doing this right. Come on. But if I'm humble like I should be, I'll take it. Woo! Help me, Lord. We've had some circumstances in here, haven't we? How many was in here when the woman that was sitting somewhere around where Sister Linda stood up and blessed me out here in church? Huh? How many of you were with us here? Huh? Yeah. No, you weren't. Yeah, she was, but you kids weren't. Huh? I'm thinking, Lord, I want to do this. I want to do that. But I tried to be nice. <laughs> Amen. God's looking for us to submit ourselves first and foremost unto the Lord. Amen. Mm. Help me, Lord. When I get in that situation and that, you, you know, you know when it's ha uh, happening to you, something begins to huh, burn and begin to come up in you and you know it ain't heartburn it's uh you know i'm going to give them a piece of my mind or i'm going to do something you know i'm going to do like at&t i'm going to reach out and touch somebody yeah. come on but instead we have to say lord what would you do here how would you do right now and so we are to submit ourselves unto the Lord and we are to resist the devil and he will flee from you. Amen. Do you believe that? Yes. Now let me tell you something. There are times you'll resist him and he'll flee and then he'll be right back doing the same thing. Resist him again. Resist them again. Resist them. Huh? 
And that word resist there is not talking about knock them over the head or anything like that. Being saying, no, no, I'm not going to do that. And so we are to resist the devil. And then he also says for us to draw nigh to God. Teresa, come begin us a song. I am so glad that we can come to the Lord. Amen. We can draw nigh unto Him. And I thank the Lord. You know, I, I know there's Scripture that says He is nigh unto us, but sometimes doesn't He feel so far? But oh, when we take one step toward Him, uh, in my mind, in my experience, He has come uh, light years to me. That's how far sometimes He feels. But oh, He'll come when we begin to draw nigh unto Him. And there's ways for us to draw nigh unto the Lord. One of them is to raise our hands and to praise Him, to worship Him, to love on Him. Amen. We're to draw nigh unto Him, and He will draw nigh unto us. Then James says for us to do a few things. He said, cleanse your hands. You need to wash them. Sometimes we've got to go back to people and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know? You know how hard it is for a man to say, I'm sorry? There are not a lot of men I've heard that said from many times, I'm sorry. I hope you say it more to the Lord. Lord, I'm sorry I failed here. I'm sorry I didn't act just right here. We need to be willing to say, I'm sorry one to another. Well, I do, but I just come up with a different way of saying it or whatever. And a lot of times when you do it that way, you know what happens? The other person doesn't even notice it. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Mm. That's what this chapter is about. Being willing to say, I was wrong. I'm sorry. I submit. Amen. And so, the Lord's wanting to help us. Can I tell you, real help does not always come from pumping you up. Now, I'll be honest with you, the older I get, the more pumping up I need. Huh? But that's not always the way for us to help. Because if you've got that, that leak in your vessel, if you've got those holes and cracks going on in you and you pump it up, when you pump up, you go back down real quick. But the way to repair that is to cleanse our hands. <clears throat> I know I've, I've blamed him, but it, some, some of you really love and appreciate him. But I remember at one of uh, Brother Tim Hudson's meeting, he was praying over here, and I came over and I sat, got down right next to Brother Tim, and he was praying. I know we all do it, don't we? And so I heard him praying some. And he said, Lord, forgive me. I'm thinking, what? He's asking the Lord to forgive him? I'll be honest with you, I didn't, I didn't go on listening. The, the thought was on my part, but then the more I began to think about it, the Lord dealt with me. Lord, forgive me. Amen. There are times, it may not be a sin unto death, as James talks about, but it may be a sin yet the same. And we need to be willing to say, Lord, forgive me. Brother Robert, Forgive me. Huh? Won't say it, Rebecca. Okay, Rebecca, forgive me. Okay. Husbands and wives. I'm meddling now, ain't I? You need to say, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Amen. 
forgive me, honey, because I didn't, what was it you asked me to do? And I just absolutely didn't brush the kid's teeth. Huh? Didn't brush the kid's teeth. I hate brushing my little grandmother's teeth. Huh? Just something about it, you know? They're too short to spit into the thing. Come on. So they slobber all over the lavatory. I don't know. I don't sure that. I just don't like doing it. I'm sorry, honey. I should have done it anyway. Maybe. Maybe next time. Let's stand all across the house. So the next time you start feeling that spirit of strife and ill will and getting a little bit of a fighting spirit about you, I hope you'll remember this message this morning. Lord, what would you have me do here? How would you have me do, Lord? We could even fall back on that thing that was going around for so many years. WWJD. What would Jesus do? Amen. Oh, wouldn't that fix a lot of the divorce court? They'd run out of business. Our Congress and our presidential elections uh, everybody would want to be involved if they would say, what would Jesus do here? So let's come. Let's pray. Let's seek our heart. Let's be honest to ourselves. And let's get our hands clean and ask the Lord to purify our hearts that we might be a vessel unto honor for the Lord. Come. Let's pray. Let's seek after Him right now. Then, Lord.